It's no secret that video is an incredibly powerful medium for marketers of all stripes. Unfortunately, a lot of agents and brokers are afraid to make the leap from dreaming about it to actually doing it. But Marguerite Greger and Ann Jones want you to know that video is easier than you think and the benefits are too great to ignore. Based in Tacoma, Washington, Marguerite and Ann are standout agents and experts in engaging their community, not just with video, but also through podcast, Instagram, and more. In this interview, we sat down with Marguerite and Ann to talk about the value of giving away your real estate expertise and how a great video can help you win new clients before they even meet you. Hi, this is Jack Miller from T3 Experts. This is Pam O'Connor from Leading Real Estate Companies of the World. I'm Marguerite Chaguer. And I'm Ann Jones. And we're at Windermere Professional Partners in Tacoma, Washington. And you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. I am so excited to chat with both of you. Um, I follow you uh, religiously online and with your videos and your marketing. And I get to see you in person from time to time. Um, the first question that I have, and I don't think I've ever asked you this, but how long have you two been working together? Hmm. Working, define working together. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, collaborating is probably a better, a better term. We've been actively collaborating a couple of years now. We've been friends, maybe a year, nine months longer than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, somewhere in there. Started with, with coffee dates, became something more. Awesome. <laughs> As many things do. And, and you guys do something that I think is really unique in many business spaces, but especially in real estate, is that you run your each individual agents, but you collaborate on your marketing together, which is really, to me, so fantastic. I'd love to hear how that came about and how you guys think about it. Well, and, and we do collaboration on, you know, on some things and not on others. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things we've learned over time is that people perceive that we're doing a lot more. You know, so we, we set out initially without a roadmap, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we were spending time together. We were enjoying that, um, which probably in and of itself is a little bit unique within mm-hmm. this space. And uh, so we started playing around with some things and I don't think we had a, an end destination in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was all very mercenary Seth. Like I really wanted to do videos and I didn't have a camera and I was like, man, Anne's got a camera. We should make some videos. (laughs) And just like that, our relationship comes undone. I think we're breaking up Seth. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, what's interesting is most, I think that, the normal inclination for most folks is we're all individual entrepreneurs to a certain extent in the real estate space. And most people are like, well, I've got an idea and maybe we can collaborate on ideas, but I'm going to go into my little corner and I'm going to do that. But you guys made your videos together and continue to do that. And they're super, I think they resonate even more because of it. Um, Is that something that you have just felt the energy from and continued? Like, I think part of what would happen is Ann and I would either get coffee or we'd ride together on tour and we would have these intense conversations about 
well, you know, it doesn't seem like buyers are understanding this thing in our process and how do we educate them? Or, or, oh, I keep having this conversation over and over again with sellers. And that was kind of when we started thinking like, okay, we're going to do some videos. I think it was Anne that really was like, we need to talk about the things we're talking about when we're alone together, talking about what's wrong with the business or how to make our clients transactions easier. And I was like, I want to do a video on double ending. She pretty much picked every other topic, as I recall. <laughs> that was the only thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, I, and I was going to say, we were getting together and talking about the things about the business that concerned us. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd already been doing listing videos for a while, hence my having the equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, we were having the dialogue about, hey, video is the future. And one part of this have, this uh, group here really <laughs> likes being in front of the camera yeah. and one part does not. And so I was already, I had already bought into the value of video, but was not really excited about being in front of the camera. Marguerite was eager to be in front of the camera, but hadn't really gotten started in the, in the process. So it was, a, it was sort of the perfect combination. Yeah. And then I think the thing that we couldn't have anticipated, um, was just that we have really good chemistry and we really like each other. And I think honestly, if you asked our clients what resonates, I mean, they may not be able to put their finger on it, but I think a lot of it is seeing two realtors interact who are technically competitors in a lot of ways, uh, but who don't always agree, right. Who don't always agree, who have different styles. And, you know, we have a lot of core philosophies that are, are shared but I think that's kind of interesting to people. It piques their interest. Well, it seems like it adds some authenticity. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so the authenticity piece, I think, is really hard for a lot of folks. Like when you're creating any sort of content piece, well, one, the written piece, either your writing style sort of works for someone or it doesn't, and it's useful. But in video, it's like you have this immediate visceral reaction to what you see. And I think one of the things that I like well, one, you guys are really funny and, and I don't mean like slapstick funny, but like you're humorous together and you do debate things. And I think that that, it makes it an otherwise sort of very simple topic, really engaging. Did that just evolve or did you guys have to work on it or is this just a natural, no, like no, we don't work on it. <laughs> we're, a pe- we're like an old married couple naturally. I love that. We, we, we really, and you know us, Seth, I mean, yeah. we do this everywhere we go every now and again, someone will be like, are you guys fighting? And we're like, no, 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 no. We're fleshing this out. <laughs> we're, we're having an important conversation. I, I, you know, it's funny until you ask that the part that I hadn't thought about is if one person is on screen, it's very difficult for the the viewer to know whether that's scripted stage. Mm-hmm. You know, some people maybe are, are more at ease and that's evident. Marguerite's obviously a natural in front of the camera. Um, and I think people can pick up on that. It is much harder though to fake your um, connection with another person, yeah. right? And, their and your ability to do that. And and so you can read on both of us. I mean, right, it's no mystery. Like she's funnier than I am. I'm the more serious person of the two of us. You gather that in watching the way we interact with each other. And that it would be very difficult for that to be scripted. And so maybe that helps connect people with us in a little deeper way. Yeah. How many videos have you guys put out together? couple dozen more, a few more, maybe three dozen. And if you had, and I'd like you each to answer this separately. Um, if you had to sort of, you know, describe the, the impact that it's had on your business, how would you do that? Oh, you're making me start. Oh, I did. Oh, is she pointing at you? You pointed at me. Sorry. Now now you're shy. (laughs) Well, um, so I think the impact it has on my business is, um, 
I don't ever convert clients anymore. I mean, I, I've never been any good at that. Uh, as far as like trying to convince people to work with me, very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, it's all off the table. Like by the time someone calls me and comes in and meets me in the office, they've already decided that they're going to work with me. They've seen what I'm like. There are no surprises. And that is really amazing. I mean, that changes, that changes everything in the way that you do business. Yeah. You know, especially when part, a huge part of our business is meeting strangers. And so much of the training around our business is like, how to get strangers to like you. And if strangers already like you, your job just gets really easy. So yeah. that's been the biggest impact on my business. And also, yours? I think Anne adds a little class to my act, which helps a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, we balance each other out really nicely. So um, Marguerite makes me laugh more. It's not that I'm opposed to laughing. I just tend to be a little bit uptight sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, So I think there's a greater sense right off the bat for people of who we are, but also uh, we have a lot of crossover in our sphere. Yeah. And I think that we obviously, it's something we didn't realize in its entirety until we started hanging out and started doing this. And you um, start letting, letting your hair down a little bit on social media in terms of like, Hey, you know, your friends are going to be my friends. I mean, mm-hmm. we've introduced each other to close because we're friends in real life. Also yeah. um, we've introduced and when you start, a lot of people are weird about that, right? A lot of realtors are weird about letting you into my my sphere and the inner circle. Um, we I, think we think we own these poor people, right? Right. They, <laughs> they have no idea that we've earmarked them. Yes. Um, and I think we've benefited, and maybe you can tell me if I, you feel mm-hmm. differently. But I think we've benefited uh, just even amongst our friends as it's heightened both of our profiles in some ways, and um, that's been positive. But I still go back to our relationship as people see it on camera and in real life um, is unusual and it seems to resonate with people. Yeah. Would you recommend video? I mean, I know this is a blanket question, but would you recommend video to folks in this business? Hell yeah. (laughs) See, she's funny. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's the, it's a game changer. Yeah. Like there's really no other, um, other way to put it. I'm sort of flipping through my real estate friends, Rolodex, trying to imagine a realtor that shouldn't do video. I can't think of anyone. And and what we've, what we've said from very early on is whatever you are, you know, yeah, that's going to come across in the video, but attract more of those people, you know, be in your own element. Um, after the conference, uh, we were just at, I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of conversation about who's trying to displace who and, um, you know, what we have to worry about as an interest industry and all those things. And it's like, if you are true to yourself and good at your craft, you have no worries, you know, you attract people that you should be doing business with. They need help. Um, we just need to give them a way to find us and connect with us. Yeah. I, I wonder sometimes, you know, like people maybe think that they have something, maybe even not consciously, but they, they think they have something to hide. And video is one of those things like, you know, you don't get to hide anything. All your flaws, your perceived flaws about yourself physically are out. Plus, you know, any vocal tics you might have or volume issues, whatever it might be. (laughs) Not that I have volume issues. (laughs) It is a very vulnerable. Yeah, you're really vulnerable. Like I've I've done a bunch of video and I still have an aversion to it. And I've shot hundreds of videos and I still when I think to do it, I'm like, it's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. I don't know I don't, why. I mean, I don't disagree. I, yeah. I feel that same 
anxiety, but in a weird way, I mean, how often do we stop and sort of reflect and observe ourselves? Oh and yeah. I mean, I agree with you. That said, I, I think it's like super valuable, but I just, I, as you were speaking, I was thinking about myself. I was like, wow, I'm so much more comfortable writing, speaking in front of a whole bunch of people than being in front of a camera. Cause I feel like I'm, I don't have a sidekick when I do that. So it's me and this almost like mirror. Right. And so what you do is you take a take and then you go look at it and it's like going to stare in the mirror. That's the the last thing I want to do. We've actually, that's that's the hardest thing in the world to do Seth. I mean, you're making it hard for yourself. You need to do like an American idol style search across the country for your sidekick. (laughs) Someone someone who is worthy. (laughs) All right. I'm going to call you up. So I want to, I want to go into a little minutia on the video thing. Like how long does it, I'm surprised that you've only shot 24 together, which to me seems really doable. And the reason I'm surprised is the impact that 24 videos has had, you know, at least outwardly and on your business in less than two years. So I'm curious to sit, you know, to find out how long does it take you to do them? Are they super expensive? Were they expensive to start? Like break that down for me. They don't take very long. They're super cheap. And I'm ashamed of how little time we spend prepping for them. And I, I, I can might spend more time than I do, honestly. We're des- we're desperately overdue to, to do some more. But of mm. course, I mean, should we just say, like, we're so busy right now. Yeah. That somehow, oh, I feel ashamed. Yeah, I feel ashamed. If somebody else told me that, I'd be like, go make your videos. Yep, yep. <laughs> we, just, we just need to block out some time. And that's what happens to us is yeah. we say, Okay, let's put it on the calendar, mm-hmm. schedule the video guy, um, and we block out a f- few hours, several hours, because really, you know, getting there, getting set up, getting the audio all squared away, that kind of stuff, making sure the lighting's okay, and then we just bang them out. And we do um, pick topics, so we usually we're prepared to shoot five in one session. And by prepared, she means furiously Facebooking at 11 o'clock the night before. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. What are we talking about again? How about we talk about this? Remember when you said that thing? I think we should talk about that. Like that's usually how it goes down. Yeah. And then we pack five shirts. Yes. And, and then there's the, uh, the, I think actually the reason we haven't shot more videos is because we've worked through all of our wardrobes. I don't have any new clothes. And we have new, yeah. new clothes. <laughs> But that's, I mean, so we, and, and we often will, I mean, kind of have a running tab of just stuff that's come up or we'll say to each other in passing at the office, we should definitely put that into a new video. Oh, that's a video. That's a topic. And so these are generally topics that you're getting repeated questions by either prospects or, and I know that's a word that some people don't like, but, but potential customers or clients that you're working with. And you sort of answer those in video. Is that correct? Yeah. Or maybe it's questions they're not asking. You okay. know, we did an intervention video for sellers <laughs> because they kept hiring these agents, then paying them top dollar. And the agents were taking iPhone pictures. And we're like, you know, this is your fault, sellers. Like, this isn't that you needed to demand this. And we were, you know, oh, you that's go awesome. Course. That's yeah. awesome. Basically, if we're chatting back and forth about something not going right, <laughs> it will it will end up being a video topic at some point. That's awesome. That, that's the opportunity. I mean, never before have we been able to go right to our clients before they were clients and bring them up, educate them ourselves into our own philosophy of, of doing business, which is such a huge honor and a, such a great opportunity. Well, I also think that, I mean, you just sort of said it when you described, hey, this intervention video that you created rarely does 
a professional in a space and we're, we happen to be talking about real estate, but rarely does a professional in the space talk about the things that a potential client is doing wrong and how they could do them better to take control of a situation. It's like being, you would say that to your dear friend or someone that you know, but you might not say that in public, but I think that's where the value is. Well, and, and we know demographically, so, you know, we both know our, our clients fairly well. And I mean, a lot of that is maybe because we do a fair amount within our sphere and with their friends, uh, but also the people now that we see we're attracting through some of this marketing and realizing what they want. And that these are very research driven people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they still are going to ask for our help at the end. Uh, I mean, that's been the fascinating part to me is that they consume all of this stuff. They're looking for this information. They're definitely researching us, but um, they still they still want and need your assistance at the end. It doesn't make them any less dependent on. So you're not giving away the goodies, mm-hmm. yeah. as you will know from the way you know Playster markets that um, the more information you give them, the more interested they are yeah. in you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to switch gears just for a moment and talk about. Um, your thoughts on personal branding, because I feel like whether intentional or unintentional, you've both really represented yourself uniquely in the world in a way that people can like have a point of view before they actually meet you. And I'd wonder what advice you would have for someone else, because I don't see a ton of people doing that well. Um, but you guys seem to have done a really nice job. Thanks. You're welcome. Why, why are you looking at me? This is Sorry, your- I'm looking at Anne. I wanted Anne to start. You want me to start? Well, I'll start because I'm not of the, the um, formal, that's the word I'm looking for, you know, as far as formal schooling. I mean, Marguerite's a Hobbs Herder graduate. Mm, and, that's uh, true. So, you know, she had that ingrained in her very early on. And um, I didn't as much, mm-hmm. but I have a fairly strong sense of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I know what I don't do and don't like to do. So, you know, you learn that the hard way pretty early in real estate. Who do you like to work with? Who do you don't like to work with? What feels good? Um, And so maybe it was a a process of just elimination and what what I wanted to do more of. And I knew I wanted to be more in control of my business. Um, So started looking at, you know, and you just start measuring things. And for me, uh, so Instagram, for instance, is a channel that I love using that has brought me the right clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just started measuring, you know, what, what do people like? You post something and what resonates and more of that and less of this over here and yeah. myself permission to say no to the things that don't feel good and the clients that don't um, that you don't enjoy spending time with. And yeah. I guess that that's a privilege of being in a better market. Um and also, you know, having enough business to be able to say no. Yeah. So, um, for me, it's been a little less deliberate of a road, but the end game has, I've started, I've referred away twice as much business as I've closed this year because, awesome. um, I want to keep it in what I've discovered is if you stay true to that and you work with these people and you service them really well, they then refer you to their friends and their friends are also awesome. Mm-hmm. So stay connected and take good care of those people, but know when it's not a good fit, either geographically or philosophically. I don't need a you know, $800,000 cash buyer who's gonna be a total redneck in my car because yeah. it's not gonna work for me. My yeah. life is too short. Yeah. Um, and so that's, yeah, it's evolved for me. And Marguerite? 
Uh, I started out like I wanted to, I didn't have any understanding of personal branding. I, I was in a pretty rural location, which is interesting because I'm in such an urban location now. But when I started, I was pretty far out in the suburbs. And I I just put an ad in the, I went to Sears and got a really unfortunate headshot and that, and, and started running I'm ads. I'm trying not to laugh, but that no, sounded I mean, very I funny. Have, Seth, I have a whole archive of all of my horrible marketing and I just did what, what I saw. And then one day like Hobbs Herder came and pitched us their services and they're a real estate advertising agency out of California, a little bit old school by yeah. today's standards. But in 2005, like I'd never seen anything like it, like hundred pound glossy, you know, cover stock brochures, you know, a, an emotional message to sell a real estate agent. Like I'd never heard anything I'd never seen anything like that. I went to three of their seminars before I hired them to do my stuff and the stuff was good. And and the, the biggest challenge I had in marketing myself was that my name is unspellable mm-hmm. and unpronounceable. Like no one's going to go to marguerite.jaguer.com. <laughs> like I don't even want someone to have to email marguerite at windermere.com. Like that's impossible. And so that's where the whole skydiving agent thing kind of came out. And, you know, I don't skydive as much as I used to. So sometimes I feel like a little bit of a poser, (laughs) but I don't really think my brand, if I have a personal brand, it's not really the sky. I mean, the skydiving agent thing is kind of fun and people remember it, but I think it's more about my energy and the way that I'm informal and the way that I'm generally kind of adventurous in in the way I approach my life. I think that's more the brand more than that direct. Cause I think people sometimes get very caught up in that. Yeah. And, and I think my, my own stuff has really evolved over time, you know, and, and now I'm sort of co-branding with the community, sort of like we both have, you know, Anne is literally Tacoma Jones. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. It's going to be a challenge if you move though. Well, I can never move. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> this is it. <laughs> um, one of the things that I wanted to ask was about you guys and your collaboration, but also how do you decide who gets which client? Like, how does that work? Because I'm, I'm sure some people that are listening will have that question. Our clients decide who gets what client. It's pretty amazing, actually. Period. <laughs> every wow. once in a while, like, like Blue Moon, Seth, every once in a while, we'll be together since we're together a lot. Mm-hmm. And our phones will like almost simultaneously get a text message like from somebody off of Yelp or like the phone will ring and Marguerite won't answer because she doesn't answer phone calls. It's true. Um, and then they'll try me. They'll hang up and, and try. That's very, very rare. Typically they self-select before, you know, reaching either of us. And I think it's a great sign that what we're doing is working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Marguerite that you've done is you launched a podcast and I'd love to for you to talk a little bit about, you know, the incarnation of that and what you're doing there. Well, I mean, there were, there were several people that I've, I know personally that have started podcasts. I have a good friend named Eric who has a nonprofit, uh, like a, a podcast about helping small nonprofits. You kickstarted your podcast, which incited many feelings of jealousy. And I've learned over the years that when I feel jealous, that's something I want. And Terry Conrad's podcast, where she goes very deep on different topics. I'd spoken with her at a conference and said, oh, you should be doing this with your podcast and you should try this with your podcast. And then I realized like, oh, like maybe I should try (laughs) my own podcast since I'm so jealous of everyone else's. And so I was in the process of launching this new website called movetotacoma.com, which was supposed to be like a, a, a guide to my city. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I could do like 10 podcasts just to launch the website 
you know, get some, get some attention. Basically I could learn how to make a podcast and then maybe I'll do a podcast about something else down the road. And then I did it and I liked it so much. And the response was so good that I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm not quite to once a week yet, but I'm really, I'm really trying to, to learn, take the lessons that I learned from doing videos with Anne, as far as batching and figuring out topics based on conversations they're having with people and those connections and like translating that into the podcasting space. And so what types of folks do you interview? Uh, I interviewed a guy that commutes to Seattle every day to talk about commute hacks. I talked to the mayor. I've talked to uh, yesterday. I interviewed someone who works at one of our large nonprofits about homelessness in the city and what individuals can do to help. I mean, end homelessness seems so huge, but like those kinds of topics, the, the, the stuff we're talking about in the community my goal is to get those people where everyone can hear them. It's, it's well known, Seth. I mean, anybody, if you move with Marguerite, uh, anywhere within the city, um, you know, she's a connector by nature and she knows a ton of people. And so this is a really natural extension because she already had a lot of these relationships. And so for her, it's picking up the phone and scheduling someone in a lot of ways. And it's not a stretch for her to do that. I think that's part of what makes it work so well. And she's a great interviewer. Or for example, like I, you know, I don't have children and a lot of people when they're moving to a new city want to know about schools, go figure. And you know, Anne's husband is a principal. So I could say to Anne, Hey, I want to explore the topic of education. Like who are the people that you think, you know, I should talk to and she would know who I should talk to, you know, that, that, that's been really lucky is your community is there. I mean, everybody wants, you know, the best thing to be forward. So they'll help you find the right guests. I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. And so tell me about some of the results of this and like a story or, or two. Well, I mean, it's still, Anne's making faces at me. It's still early days. You know, this has only been going on since March and it's August, but I mean, what about the phone call yesterday? What phone call yesterday? What, there was a lady who called in yesterday, the day before, right after we got back. Come on now. Wait, I'm trying to remember. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I'm sorry. Give what, what do you remind me? What give them the goods. Uh, you referred her to the Gig Harbor agent. Oh yeah. So I mean, I mean, people just call. I mean, they or they email. You know, like I'm moving to Tacoma. You know, some some people at varying levels. Some people it's just from the website. I had a client I met. Um, the other day uh, over over FaceTime because they were relocating from uh, North Carolina. And she was like, I'm starstruck. Like I've listened to all your podcasts and I've watched all your videos. And hus- her husband sitting there kind of rolling his eyes. Like, what are you talking about? Cause he would just, he just been brought in for the conversation. Yeah. She's like, Oh no, 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 no. Like I know everything about her. Like, and that, that's really funny. And like, I think that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've had that experience also, Seth, cause you put yourself forward a little bit, but it's, it's exciting because you don't have to work so hard to like, you know, build up trust and rapport. Like they're really right there with you right from the beginning. And Podcasting is just an extension of that. Yeah, I, I found it. I mean, podcasting, writing, doing videos, speaking, all of those things where you try and give as much value as you can without asking anything mm-hmm. have been so invaluable to my entire career that I would be a proponent of anyone doing it. Like pay it forward is sort of my motto. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it came from like very early on. I live with my grandparents and my mother, my grandmother, she was just one of those old school people where you just did nice things for people, for the older folks on your street, for the guy at the grocery store. She'd bring him his paper and she'd bring someone else their coffee. Like she just did that stuff. 
and they loved her in the neighborhood. Like Mm -hmm. people did things for her. Um, and you know, you sort of slowly learn as you get older that that's more valuable than anything else like those relationships. So, uh, I love podcasting and writing and videos for, for all those reasons. Well, and I mean, people, especially in real estate, like, you know, that there's so much training around how to close people and how to get people, you know, off the fence and like all this stuff. And, you know, people, people close themselves, people get themselves off the fence, like if they feel comfortable yeah, and, and yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you're saving so much energy by just helping people, giving people what they need and trusting that they're not, they're not wasting your time because they're, you know, like, like, I don't think people want to waste our time. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't think people want to, I think there's like an old mentality that we just need to release around our clients. Hey, Anne, I wanted to talk about something that I think um, I'd watched you on Instagram and not in a stalker way, but I've, <laughs> I've seen your Instagram and seen how you communicate and um, it seems to really be working. I'd love some of your thoughts on on social media and more from a perspective. There are lots of folks that I think I don't want to say do it wrong, but they don't get any engagement whatsoever. Like they're just posting or something. Don't even know what they're doing, but it's not working. What's working for you? Um, so I am a little, I, I would say I'm a little bit of a private person by yeah. nature. And mm-hmm. so that's a, you know, that's a, a bit of a hurdle in some ways. I mean, even people who know me, like we're sitting in a conference room here at the office, I'd say a lot of people don't, don't feel like they really know me. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that they probably followed my Instagram, <laughs> they get a, a better feel of, of who I am. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, I don't know. We, I, I get frustrated by the idea that we have to be one thing as realtors, that there's a, a narrow definition of, of what you should be to be a, a skilled professional. And so a few years ago, as I was changing companies and coming over here to play with Marguerite, um, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to put my head down and kind of do what feels right to me. Um, you know, I've, I've grown up in this area. I've always been a good citizen. Like I don't have anything really to hide. Um, and let me just go down this path and, and be out there, you know, not, not completely out there. I don't put all my hopes and dreams on my uh, Instagram feed, but, um, who I am, my family, you know, I share my children from time to time. Um, what I'm interested in, in terms of the houses and the community and just letting go of some of that fear of being rejected, I guess, just like the videos um, has been really great. And then in a more intentional way, you know, when people comment on my Instagram posts, I talk back, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it has formed some of the most authentic relationships, which has been amazing. Yes. I've sold houses off of Instagram, gotten listings from people I had never met before, but I have formed real wonderful relationships with some of the people I've met there and really, really connected to the community. So why wouldn't you want to do it more? I think the other thing she does, Seth, um, explicitly is she responds when people comment. Yeah. I mean, that's such, it seems like it's just, well, obviously you do, but so often like people don't pay attention when people are interacting. And if someone's interacting with you a lot, then you follow them back and then you respond intelligently to the things that they're putting. I mean, like, or, you know, yeah, it's something that Anne does really well. And, and, creates a lot of engagement by paying attention to people who interact with her. Well, and it's not, it's not a formula, right? It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I wrote a post and I asked a question and, um, I don't know. Sometimes when we were in San Francisco last week, um, somebody commented on a, 
on a post of myself on top of this hill that we climbed every day that we were there. And, um, I wrote back, you know, and they've got this great feed of they're into high end fashion, you know, Tacoma has got kind of this great sort of artistic creative scene. And, uh, there's a couple of young, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And so I commented back to him and said, thanks, you know, you're making the city look good. And he wrote back and left me the most sincere comment just about how he loves how I show our city off and loves looking at my feed and, Oh my God, you know, does that make your month? Yeah, that's awesome. And it, and it feels real and it feels genuine and it's not a marketing ploy. You know, it's a, it's a real wonderful way to engage with your community. So that's awesome. You've built a a nice little following. I mean, I I looked the other day, you have, you know, 15, 1600 folks that are seemingly engaged, which I look at Instagram a lot and I love Instagram, but I don't often see that kind of engagement. So you're doing something right. Thanks, Seth. Um, where do you guys look for inspiration? I mean, I know there's lots of places where you can find info, but what inspires you? Well, you are, Marguerite is like a sponge. So, I mean, she takes everything in and then uh, we filter some of the real estate related stuff back out through conversation. Mm-hmm. In fact, we have a little session planned coming up to, yes, yes. uh, cause I think one of the challenges is overstimulation. Yeah. Get excited about a lot of different things. And, you know, I was thinking about the podcast, your podcast and how Marguerite was talking about radio and, you know, there was this whole sort of series of brainstorming that led up to her doing the podcast. And, um, she was talking about this over here and then this over here. And then it, That's came, a good point. Yeah. it came into focus because you are interested in so much and out there looking I think the big thing for both of us is to be outside of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, that, that was a, that was a Hobbs herder insight early on in the olden <laughs> days. They were like, you know, don't be where all the other realtors are. And I, I think of that a lot because we're pitched all the time, like every day, like you need to have your face on Zillow. You need to have your face over here. You need to pay for ads in this thing. And it's like, I want to be where I'm not going to be lined up with 10 other real estate agents, tiny heads and a tiny house, you know? Yeah. yeah. That makes I, complete I, sense. I think, when, when you say like, I'm interested in things, it's because there are a lot of interesting things going on on the internet and in our lives. And it's like, how do you connect it all together? How do you push it out to more people? How do you help more people know about all these cool things? You know? Well, and that everything doesn't have to be an exercise in, you know, deliberate attempt to gain followers Mm. or, and, and that's like with Instagram, I think about the fact that if you ask around, I don't think I have any trouble here in Tacoma with people knowing whether or not I'm a realtor, Mm -hmm. but I don't, you know, I don't load every Instagram post with 20 hashtags because Mm -hmm. my, my goal is not necessarily just to gain numbers. So I'd be happy to have have 500 you, people. Do you ever post open houses? I can't, I'm trying to think if you've ever seen you post an, I'm in an open house right now. Come yeah. see me. You yeah. Well, you know, I'll post if, uh, yeah, if it's something worthwhile, but, um, it's not pushing. I don't, it, it's just not the same kind of marketing. I don't, and I, maybe I need to find a better way to explain it, but I think that's a lot of it is maybe being inspired by, I, I have people I love to follow on Instagram mm-hmm. and I want them to push their stuff on me. No. I just want to see whatever beautiful thing they are seeing at this moment. Yep. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, where's the best way for folks to find out more about you, Anne, and then you, Marguerite? So I'm kind of Tacoma Jones everywhere. That's my website, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you could, if you can spell Marguerite Jaguar, you'll <laughs> find all my stuff on the Googles or, um, yeah, the skydiving agent in Tacoma. 
Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on the Facebooks. I'm everywhere. And on iTunes, move to Tacoma. Yes, thanks. Thanks, Seth. Still still building my following there. (laughs) No, it's it's a really great show. I mean, it gives me a sense of what it's like to live there. I enjoyed listening to it. You know, one thing, if I could just backtrack just a little to something you just said, uh, when, when Anne was talking about trying to get followers, I think I used to go to conferences and people would talk about, I just had a blog at the time and people would talk about their blog stats. And I was always so ashamed, you know, because people would talk about getting like thousands of visitors to their blog a day. And I don't think I've ever had more than a hundred visitors on average to my blog ever, but it's actually getting people filling out the form, you know, a few times a week, you know, saying, you know, hey, do you have time to work with me? I'm looking to do this thing. And I think one thing people need to understand is it really does not have to be a lot of followers to be very effective. And and that's a really good thing to not get fixated on how many Facebook friends you have or on how many followers you have on Instagram, because the quality of those people, such a cliche, but the quality of those people is the most important thing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I keep, I've had this thought about you know, what I've been using is narrow casting. And that's the term that I've been using, which is we all have the tendency to want to broadcast. Like we think we need thousands of visitors or whatever it is, but it's really, if you can build relationship in a block or in a community or in a school district, I mean, how powerful is that? You can actually stop in a store and they know who you are and they know you by name and you know, their kids like that's power, you know, and that's like a place you want to live. <laughs> I love that quote from the, that was one of the conference quotes, Seth, that was, I thought retweeted quite a bit was the, your quote on narrow casting versus broadcasting. And I think it applies in a lot of different ways for us. Awesome. Well, so great to have you on the show and uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. So do we. Thanks, Seth. Thank See you, you soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.